زمین میده در آغوش من که برده رفت زیباید فکر و حوش من بیا اینا زمین میده در آغوش من که برده رفت زیباید فکر و حوش من میده یاری زیبا گد شد میده نازمین دختر ای دختر My name is Rabbi Baji and welcome to our second episode of Chasing Noor, our podcast about the light inside us, around us, and in the ancestors who came before us. So this is a very special episode that I'm going to be sharing with you with a dear brother of mine, Brother Mohammed Dominguez. Brother Mohammed is an inspirational musician who really brings the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his performances within Al Fidros ensemble. So I spent a lot of time with him this past weekend talking about love and nur and shame and vulnerability and how there are different ways to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's go ahead and begin. And Sheikh Mukhtar, who is the brother who liaises us with our Sheikh in Senegal, because uh-huh. he can translate, uh, he mentioned to him about some things, you know, and he's, he mentioned to him, you know, when when we are attached to somebody uh, because of the needs of, of our ego, then yes. it becomes this kind of ego, egotistical love, and it, it is actually a satanic way of love. Like obsession. Yeah, it's a satanic way of love, and, you know, to diagnose properly if the love you experience is it has this kind of satanic alignment through the ego mm-hmm. or is really divine it become clear when when ruptures and 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 separations and things that you wouldn't like in your ego yeah. appear and how you assume that and what how is the, the detachment that you have because mm-hmm. ultimately you know uh, loving some person is like mm-hmm. in a level wanting the best for them right for the sake of Allah yeah 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 and you, you were saying yesterday you said like uh finding your partner is to get closer to closer proximity yeah i mean it should be i mean your partner yeah. should, should should be i mean through which in all the the the, the aspects of life you yeah. know from the most common daily activity to the most intimate activity that you have with your partner to yeah. whatever else Everything should be with this person, I mean, that allows you to understand and know better Allah SWT and get closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Allah SWT, when he say in the Quran, uh, uh, We didn't create, he speaks like in third person, but yeah. obviously his attributes. We didn't create the, 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 the humans and the genie to worship me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's letting you know that his deep intending is that you know him and that you're reposing him in his proximity. Yeah. Therefore, everything actually should be for you a mean yeah. to get closer to him. But the thing is that with a partner, when when this love 
growth for the sake of Allah. Yeah. And when the two persons especially are aware of this commitment and assume this goal, yes. then this really becomes something interesting. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's very different than when you have, a, a let's say, a casual relationship that you have goal determinations, but this niya yeah. of getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together through the nikah and all that involved yeah. you know, is not present, it's very different. Okay, this is the person, I love him, he loves me, you know, like all of that. We're going to have kids together and that's it. But then they, they miss that crucial component and that's the higher power. It should be the foundation. Yeah, because that changes everything because then you're going to be more compassionate with your partner. You're going to be more yeah. understanding. Yeah, whenever, whenever fitna, you know, conflicts arise, which is normal, they, it will arise eventually. You can, you can like, you know, handle it in a very different way. Because you, you, inshallah ta'ala, rahmatullah, by the mercy of Allah, yeah. you will remember mm-hmm. why you are together. Yeah. And, 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 and what is uniting you is a divine enterprise. It's a goal life, it's divine enterprise. You know? yeah. I, I, I tell you this a little bit from my experience. I was married before. Mm-hmm. I spent eight years with my ex-wife. We spent four years like like boyfriends. We, I wasn't Muslim yet. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. we moved to Spain. I, made, I became Muslim. We spent another four years. And eventually we divorced. But I was yeah. really young when all this took place. I was 21. Yeah. Right. Uh, and now I have a second chance. Alhamdulillah, with with my wife Leila, and we have this in common, you know, and and the difference is huge because before, mm-hmm. when any problem will come, I will easily get mad, you know, and my ex-wife as well, and mm-hmm. we wouldn't even stop for a minute to think about what is going on, yes. you know, in the middle of the fitna, yes. and and now it's very different because now when the fitna arises, because it's normal, we are individuals and yeah. we are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some fitna eventually that arise, but now even though you know your nafs get uh, warm, you know, or hot, let's say, and you get kind of mad, you try to take take a moment, take a breath, and remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala there, and this is some. This is like safeguarding you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like salvavidas, you know, when you are in the sea, this is holding you. Yeah. The, 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 your commitment uh-huh, uh-huh. for the face of Allah together is actually what holds the relationship. Wow. Never thought of it like that at all. Yeah. I mean, but the, this is ideal scenario. Yeah. When, the, when you and the other person share this vision, it has to be like that. It has to be mutual. It has to be mutual. Yeah. yeah, if, if, yeah. You know, sorry, even no, even okay. if if, yeah. if both of you experience this in different levels. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. we have different levels of insight. Yes. But yes. it's not about in which level you and your partner differently experience yeah. this, but that both of you are aware yes. of this. At yeah. least aware. Exactly. And I think that's that's true. Like when you're talking about different levels, I think of like different people are in in different journey within their Iman and what that looks like. And then maybe they have personal stuff that's struggling in it. But you're right. As long as they have that understanding that that's the ending goal, Mm -hmm. it completely changes things. Mm -hmm. Because then it's just the like the understanding is so huge because if you're every action you're doing you're thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're thinking about moving towards that goal then the conversations you have with your partner are going to be like more positive more collaborative you Mm want to help each other Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times sometimes when you're married it just feels like some like women feel like they're they're on their own raising kids or you know men feel like they're on their own supporting the house or whatever that looks like that's so interesting yeah. You know, Rasulullah Sassanin, he said that, that Nikah is the half of the deen. 
and and you know at least Aulias, they don't make the interpretation that the common people make of things because normally people will say that means that you must marry yes or yes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no it's not like that because nikah could be something excellent for some people and it could be something not good for other people mm. people has different predispositions and therefore the means that may lead them closer to Allah would be different yeah you, you see what i mean yeah. you see my point yeah yeah so it doesn't mean like that really but what it means is that for those who engage in nikah Yeah. You know, nikah become actually, as I was saying yesterday to, to, to Omar, it become like a, a tariqa in itself, a spiritual path in itself. Yeah. Because he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a hadith, al-mu'minul miratul mu'min. The, the, the Rasulullah Sallallahu said this. The, the believer is the mirror of the believer. And, and, and this is something very clear even for non-Muslim people. Yeah. When you are in a relationship, your partner is a kind of mirror of yourself. Yeah. And, and therefore, the proposition is that you both could come to improve each other by knowing each one in each other. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. So, of yeah. course, Nika is the half of the team because of this, because it's huge. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, it's giving up many things about yourself, you know, for the sake of Allah, yeah. to be able to facilitate the life for this person and vice versa. Yeah. And it may become, inshallah, virtuous circle. Yeah, exactly. The believer is the mirror of the believer. Wow. That's deep, you know. When you think about that in human terms, when you think about, about that hadith in divine sense, it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, it's a name of Allah, Al-Mu'min. One of the 99 names of Allah. Mm -hmm. And he said, Al-Mu'min, Al-Miratul Mu'min. So mm -hmm. if you are a Mu'min, mm -hmm. that means that you are a mirror of Allah, SWT. SubhanAllah, that's mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Bismillah. What made you get, um, get closer to Islam? Yeah, I, mashallah. For me, you know, the whole thing was that I became aware about the the what we could say the goal of ihsan of the deeper dimension of the mm -hmm. deen. I became aware of that when I was about 17 years old. Wow! And uh, I came to know the difference between the regular faith mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this deep f uh, dimension of 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 the deen, which yeah. is ihsan. Because, you know, we can say that the regular believer, and this is not our invention, but it's even in the Quran, in Surah Al-Waqiyah, mm -hmm. Allah mentioned this. The regular believer is a person who normally strives uh, for the sake of achieving some kind of reward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And their goal yeah. is actually a creature. They... Uh, engage in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa yeah. in the lower level mm -hmm. for some type because of some type of compulsion mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you must do this yeah there is there is another level upper that they understand that since this is a divine commandment mm -hmm. you must do this mm -hmm. but then we must do this in order to be safe from the punishment of the jahannam mm. and in order to achieve a home yeah. of jannah so even though this is uh, okay yeah. because there are believers that yeah. their disposition is this for the awliyas and for the people of of deep desire yeah. of allah yeah These are very subtle ways of association, mm. or what we call shirk, mm. because ultimately, what is backing their worship yeah. is the desire for some 
creature, which is Jannah. Jannah yes. is a creation of Allah. Exactly. It's not Allah SWT. Mm. And there's different people in the faith yeah. that they only want to please Allah SWT regardless of any reward or anything yeah. that may they may receive on the way. Yeah. And the only commitment they have is to contemplate directly the face of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mm. and to join yeah. uh, in this contemplation the feeling yeah. of divine unity, wow. the state of divine unity. Yeah. They it's not that they become Allah. Mm-hmm. Only Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is Allah, yeah. but by means of the contemplation that they have mm-hmm. on the face of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, yeah. they experience the reality of Tawheed directly, mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. intermediary. Yeah. So what they achieve is not a salvation mm-hmm. from the punishment and relaxing the Jannah, yeah. but it's a spiritual liberation. Wow. And therefore, when I came to know this, at least theoretically, yeah. I, this just uh, grasped my heart, this idea. And that was what made me reflect and think about, okay, what is the right path that I have in my hand mm-hmm. to experience this I want to live this yeah so when I moved to Spain it became really easy to understand that Islam was in my hand very close mm-hmm. and it was in my opinion you know and my understanding the the place in which I would be able to find the proper means and yeah. resources to achieve this and receive this favor from God wow so that's why I became interested in Islam. Oh, and and since my very beginning, it's what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. And I would say, Alhamdulillah wa shukrulillah. It's like the Quran say, Alhamdulillah illadhi hadana lihada. Wa ma kunna dinahtadi ya lawlan Allah. Alhamdulillah that we were guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to this, to this knowledge yeah. of his tawheed. Yeah. And that without his guidance, we wouldn't become yeah. aware of this even. We have to be grateful. Yeah. Wow, that's so beautiful. Because that's what it is. It's like everything is like actions or, you know, like people get so busy in their life. They're like, okay, do these things. Be a good person because inshallah, like you'll, you know, get to Jannah one day or do all these things because you'll get there. But if it's just like your whole goal is just to like, is 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 to just honor and be you know be like gracious and everything for the love of Allah it completely changes everything mm-hmm. because then it's like you're not if you're not expecting a reward and you're just doing it it becomes all of your identity mm-hmm. and that's so pure and so beautiful you you know your name is Rabia and and you I I'm sure you know about Rabia Adawiya mm-hmm. I was named after her she, sure yeah. So so yeah, you have to come to know even more, inshallah, about her, because she's <laughs> a, a beautiful example of life, mashallah. Yeah. And and you know she had some very powerful ahwal or or states, uh-huh. and and they record that once she came outside her home, uh, holding in one hand uh, a torch, yeah, and in another hand a bucket of water, and she was running around, you know, with this. She's making her dhikr, you know, yeah. she's remembering Allah and running around with a torch and with a bucket of water. <laughs> And then somebody asked her, Rabia, what are you doing with, yeah. with this? And she say, I am going to set Jannah in fire and I am going to turn off the fire of the Jahannam with his water. So people come to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only because of him and not because of these two things. Wow. That's a good synthesis of, of what we are speaking right yeah. now. Yeah. Wow. I want to learn more about her. Yeah. She is amazing. Man. She is a, is a friend of Allah, alhamdulillah. May Allah bless her. You were talking about the, the, the Quran and the Furqan yesterday yeah. when we were walking. Yeah, yeah. Can you describe more about that? Yeah, sure. 
at least a, a briefing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so b- basically, uh, the thing is that the Quran has this this uh, um, dualistic nature to yeah. it. We were saying before that Risala mm-hmm. or apostleship and the revelation that yeah. Risala implicates mm-hmm. has a, a, a has two faces. Risala in itself is the intending of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to transmit. And, and irradiate his mercy in the universe, in all the worlds. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala acknowledging and knowing that we humans are forgetful creatures. Yes, yes. He sent his messengers throughout the history from Sayyidina Adam mm-hmm. to Sayyidina Muhammad in order to remind us yeah. about this beautiful thing which is our intimate relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the thing is that since as we say not everyone has the same disposition not everybody is able to engage in the same ways into the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore in his mercy he established we could say somehow a kind of external dimension Mm -hmm. of the risala okay in order to enable as much people as possible to take part on this divine mercy. And at the same time, he brings in the Risala an inner kind of hidden dimension, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In which more special people, we could say, will engage actively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we can say that, that the people who only... Uh, engage in the external aspect of the risala mm-hmm. of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these people have a, a passive way to experience the divine yeah and yeah. they will get this uh, salvation in the akhirah mm-hmm. okay which is jannah yeah. and the protection from the fire their path is passive because they are not really beyond respecting the sharia and yeah. the divine commandments they are not going beyond this that's why we have a beautiful hadith that i i share with you in which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to to rasulullah my servant should know that he pleases me when he fulfill my commandment this is sharia yes when yes, you yes. cover the external dimension of the deen okay and my servant does not stop getting closer to me by means of nawafil it means whenever he make something for my sake yeah for my love yeah. without me ordering to him he's getting closer to me mm. until i love him or until i do declare my love for this servant yeah. and when i declare my love become the vision through which he sees mm-hmm. and i will become the tongue through which he speaks and i will become the hearing through which he hears i will become the hand with which he grasp mm. i would become the feet by which he walks mm-hmm. on the universe so this hadith is like it lay the the three dimensions of the din yeah. in front of you mm-hmm. therefore you have no people who are naturally inclined to nawafil and to accept the divine commandments of the sharia and go beyond and make nawafil and dhikr and this and that and super people for the sake of Allah yeah. and then they have an access to a, an, a special type of mercy mm-hmm. that opens mm-hmm. in this inner dimension yeah. the Quran 
the book contains both things. It's Camille, it's perfect, it's complete. And therefore, you find that you will have many, several ayats that are specifically, specifically intended to uh, show to the human being the laws by which they should rule their lives, yeah. the Sharia. And this dimension of the Quran that handle that aspect, yeah. which is the external aspect of Din, is what we call Furqan or discrimination. Mm -hmm. In one hand, because it allows you to discriminate between the Din of Islam that Rasulullah brought in these times and the Deens that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala brought before through other messengers. The Laos yeah. make a difference in the lifestyle of a Muslim in relation to a Christian or a Jew or anyone else. Yeah. So it, th th this is one of the discrimination. Another discrimination we can say is because the laws, you know, allow you to establish a measurement mm -hmm. between what is right and what is wrong to do. Yeah. Not according to, to the knowledge of Fulan, but mm -hmm. according to divine revelation. Mm -hmm. And all of this is, is what Furqan is about, which is the outer dimension of the Quran mm -hmm. or, or the Kitab, the book. Yeah. And the inner dimension of the book is what we call Quran. And we were saying that the word Quran, apart of having the regular meaning of, of recitation, it has the sense of, of synthesis, of, of, you know, reunion mm. and of conjunction. Mm -hmm. That is one of the meanings of, of Quran. And is a name that Allah used himself to refer to the inner dimension of Risala. In, all, in one hand, it is because the Quran that we have from Rasulullah yeah. is a book that synthesizes all the books before. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. Injil, the Taurat, the Sabur, and all the uh, divine books, they are reunited in the Quran. Yeah. The Quran is a culmination of revelation, and therefore, whatever came before is synthesized over mm -hmm. there. In the Quran, but in the other hand, it is because it opens your understanding mm. for the inner dimension of your own reality. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this means that the Quran has to be measured in in both uh, balances. You you could not come to neglect Furqan mm -hmm. because of your particular spiritual state and yeah. inspiration. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that doesn't mean that you will only take the Furqan aspect, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and deprive yourself from going deep in the interpretation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the Quran inwardly. So I guess one of the problems we face mm -hmm. is that it's not easy to balance these two aspects because yeah. they are, they seem to be contrary, though they are actually complementary. Uh, they complement each other mm -hmm. in reality, but they seem to be uh, oppo opposite mm -hmm. to each other. That's not the reality. Yes. They are complementary. Yeah. So balancing these two things is what actually make easier to achieve, to achieve success in, in a Muslim yes. life, you know, for a Muslim. Yeah. When you become able to understand that the laws that you find in the Quran, they are divinely revealed. Yes. And therefore, it is our compromise to assume them and respect them. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But in the other hand as well, you open your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him to show you mm -hmm. the actual meanings yes. of the verses of the yes. Quran and how you should apply that inwardly mm -hmm. and how that should lead you 
closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of knowledge, of yeah. mahabba, of love, and, and ma'arifa, you know, divine inspired science, and so and so forth. Yeah, and I think like even being able to to like identify the balance and the synthesis of seeing it as complementary then it can be modeled for people to like see the balance and complementary in life in general just with, with chaos and yeah. stress and that's that's just it's, it's it signifies so much mm-hmm. so do you feel like so do you feel like like your like your music connects you to your faith even more like we were talking yesterday about like i was talking about my trauma work and how it connects me so deeply to my iman knowing i can help people and make them feel like um so how is it for you with your music mm-hmm. and how you communicate to elizabeth the music is something that has been really interesting especially yeah. the results that it's bringing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing you know is that as you may know there's a lot of controversy it's, there's no really actually consensus at all not even among the doctors of 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 the law about the permissibility or, or how forbidden is music yes there are many different opinions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we we rely on on the positions that the shuyuk that we have uh, close to us uh, give to us and as well in in some evidence that some scholars from the past brought on this. Yeah. So I would like to mention briefly, yeah. because it's important, you know, uh, that m- music, people should understand that music is in itself a science. Mm-hmm. And it is a tool yeah. which by itself, like many other things, yeah. is not haram or halal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But what could be halal or, or haram is the intention that is behind yeah. a music performance, let's yes. say. Yes, uh, If you check the, the hadith that Rasulullah mentioned about some kind of instruments like string instruments and, and things like this, yeah. that they were forbidden, yeah. the thing, the contingent reality is that these instruments in that time, they were always associated to gafla, to negligence, mm. uh, about remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah alcohol drinking, partying, and so on. However, even in the time, in the lifetime of the Prophet Muhammad Sosalim, there came people to him, like the Habashas, the Ethiopian, that they will make literally music performance, they will have drums, they will uh, hold their spears because they were warriors, they will be jumping, they will be singing. And and in that occasion, he asked to to, to Yafar ibn Mutalib, what these people are singing. They are dancing, jumping, you know, and playing drums and singing. What are they singing? Yeah. And, and Jafar told him, they are saying, Muhammadun Rayulun Salih. So they were making Salawat al Nabi. It means Muhammad is a straight man, you know, he is well guided. Yeah. They were making Salawat al Nabi. And it's a modality of dhikr. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some scholars like Imam al Ghazali, for instance, he a point before that music in itself is not haram, not halal, but it's all about the context and the intention behind the performance. And then he categorized or classified three different types. One which is haram, which is the music that has a clear intending to stimulate the sexuality in a forbidden way. In a forbidden way. And then he mentioned one which is not advisable, which is the common... Uh, celebrations and parties like those who take place in the nikah, in the nikah, or or weddings, you know, and these things, mm-hmm. because they may easily lead to the first category. Yes. So it's not advisable. 
And he say, that there is a halal way of music, which is the music that is only used for the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another thing that I want, I would like to mention, you know, is that for Muslims to understand the nature and essence of music, Muslims should think about this. Mm-hmm. The Quran itself yeah. was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Sayyidina Jibril mm-hmm. in a musical way. Mm-hmm. Jibril will come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi ta'ala wa alayhi wa sallam and he will recite each verse of the Quran, yeah. each verse of the Quran in seven different ways, and all of these ways had rhythm mm. and melody. Yes. So that can show you if Allah allows you and gives you rahma, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this very thing that we are mentioning. Mm-hmm. Music in itself is actually a mean that Allah Himself, Subhanahu wa Taala, yeah. used. To bring down the revelation through yeah. Sayyidina Jibril, salam. and therefore, here it could be important to make a furqan, yeah. to make a discrimination, yeah. and this doesn't mean that music is indifferently yeah. halal or permissible or good. Yeah. No, there may be bad music, yeah. and there is music that leads people in bad ways. But there is another type of music, mm-hmm. and our music, just to take your question, is all frame in the qasidas or poetry of the awliyas. Mm. We use uh, traditional uh, musical modes or scales from an old system, which is the Persian musical system, the system of the maqamat. And all this system has a a well-known relationship between uh, music itself and the the human constitution and even the cosmological yeah. relationship that exists exists between us yes. and and the universe. Yes. Music is something that when it's properly used try to tune yeah. your heart ha- uh, with harmony with the universe literally and therefore with the creator because the universe is means for you to be able to acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everything in the universe. So we are using music in this way. We are trying to uh, respect the science of music yeah. and use it properly. Yeah. And we are trying to infuse uh, through music uh-huh. the baraka and the knowledge from the poetry of enlightened awliya yeah. that came in the past or that are living in the present. Mm-hmm. And we are calling people, in, as you could see yesterday, yeah. to make tahlil and to make salawatu al nabi mm-hmm. This is all what it's about and for for us is it became you know i mean to to worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get closer to the ta'ala to engage people in the in their dhikr mm-hmm. many people who maybe they spend their daily life not really making dhikr at all yeah because in these times it's really common yes you know? yes, yes it's hectic times yeah people is okay i wake up i go to bathroom brush working i i come <laughs> back i bathroom you know sleeping yeah. and so on mm-hmm. so even people who who is in this kind of routines whenever they engage with us they get from allah an opportunity to experience mm. the ahwal the states and the beauty of the dhikr of allah by means of singing with us uh, salawat ala nabi tahlil and ismullah ta'ala the names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so basically this work we're making for me has become part of, of obviously of my life you know and and 
for me, as I'm telling you, is a way to practice tashakur, to mm. be grateful with Allah, yes. to 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 give. I, I mean, we give away the art that we have in the hand and the knowledge and the and the beautiful poetry. We give all this away to people because we understand that this a way to make shukr, Lila, mm. to be grateful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to access to a different dimension yes. in our spiritual relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. It's part of our suluk, of our spiritual pilgrimage. That's so beautiful. And like even just like experiencing it, you know, just like like as a like as a, an audience member and like just feeling like all the love and like the noor in the room was just so 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 beautiful and each new like instrument or each new um you know part of it was just so beautiful and you could see like everyone was like clapping and really like the energy in the room was just so beautiful mashallah yeah there is some sort of communion yeah. like everyone comes together yeah that's something beautiful mm-hmm. because nowadays you know even uh, uh, people who, who has a lot of knowledge and yeah. science and stuff people uh, the human being is a weird creature you see yes. and 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 we we are you know lowly stimulated by some influences and there is people that have even a lot of knowledge but they it will be not easy for them to understand the importance for humanity to become together yeah. because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in his in one of his realms yes. the malakut yes. And then he make a pact with us and he bestow khilafa upon the human being. And he raise us to a higher station close to his throne and he raise us all together. Then he makes some kind of discrimination. This is what the awliya mentioned. Because in that instance, this is the asaliya before the, the manifestation. He determined whom among these arwah or spirits yeah. who will be a Rasulullah, who will be a Nabi, who will be a Muhsin, a Waliyu, a Mu'min, a Muslim, a Kafir, a Munafiq, etc. Mm-hmm. Allah, in His hikmah, yeah. made some sort of discrimination. But as a matter of fact, we were raised to that instance altogether. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Altogether. Yeah. So, it's something interesting because, as you mentioned, everybody is singing, everybody is clapping, everybody is yes. enjoying the music. Yeah. Therefore, it is a, it's, it's a way yeah. for people to come together. And in our experience, huh. we have very diverse audience. Yeah. Mostly Muslim, of yeah. course, because yeah. of the of the frame exactly. of our sacred music. Yeah. But sometimes they may come... Uh, Christians, yes. Jews, yeah. and, and, and even people that maybe they don't feel particularly identified with a, a, a specific religion, yes, 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 but yes. they are tasting this thing. They, they are tasting with their tongue yes. this flavor. Yes, yes. And, and they come to you, mm-hmm. which is very interesting, mm-hmm. in the meet and greets after the concert and that, yeah. and they express to you that they are pleased, that they feel in peace, mm. that they had a joy. Yes. There, right? I can tell you, like, shortly, you know, the experience of one guy, they were a a Mexican couple. They came to Granada Mm -hmm. about four months ago. Yeah. We had a performance in in the the International uh, Music Festival of Granada. Yeah. And these guys are Christians. Yeah. They don't speak Arabic at all. Yeah. Uh, but you know we open our performance normally with Quran uh-huh. 
many times with Ayatun Nur. Mm-hmm. We may use different verses, but many times Ayatun Nur, Allahu Nurus Samawati Wal Art, Mathalun Nurihi Kamishkati Misbah, Al Misbah of Isuyaya, and so on until the end. Uh, and then Ali recite, and then he translate this into Spanish. And when he recite the Spanish translation, this guy, because he doesn't understand Arabic, yeah. it's like he got instantly engaged into this, you know. He, wow. he, he saw uh, lies the light of the heavens and earth, you know, and yeah. the example of his light is like, yeah. the, you know, this, this lamp within a niche, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, which is in a crystal that lit, you know, it's bright and like a purely star. Uh, whose ignition, you know, it comes from the oil of a blessed olive tree, north from the east, north from the west. It's a ax- axial, a central tree. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Uh, tawhid. This is a symbol of Tawhid and Rasulullah's reality. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This guy became Toj at that at that moment, and he engaged. And even though he cannot understand the poetry from from the Auliyas about the middle point of the concert wow. in some song he was crying 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 his tears were flowing subhanallah subhanallah so it's like the beauty moved him but there is something else because even though his akal we were speaking yesterday about the limitations of the rational mind. Yes. His yes. rational mind is not able whatsoever to understand Arabic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But his ruh mm. is indeed able to understand Arabic. Yes. There is a veil in the person between his egotistical awareness and his real self, which is a ruh. And somehow this, through this music, through this moment, this veil becomes thinner, 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 thinner. And believe me, the understanding of his ruh, which is understanding properly this Arab poetry, permeate in his individual awareness. And he break in tears. He came at the end of the concert to us and he tells us, look, I'm Christian. I have no idea about this poetry you're reciting, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I just know that I'm here connected. Mm -hmm. That was his, his, his experience. So imagine... If this is experience for a Christian, how would be the experience for a Muslim that has a proper predisposition to engage in Allah's remembrance? Yeah. This is something wow. that, that we should reflect upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, there are lots of like um there are lots of like Christians and Jewish people that were coming when I was in the front and with the with the CDs and everything and a lot of them when they were like looking to um, get the CD they're like oh it's so cleansing like I feel like it's like meditation mm-hmm. and it's and those instruments were so beautiful and they they were saying they're like I want to play this every night to go to sleep and yeah it was it was so beautiful and then there was um there was a, a one family and they were leaving. <coughs> And then uh, it was, I think it was like, it was, it was very late at that point. And then um, right when they were about to walk, um, the last, uh, the last song was playing. And then both of the boys, they're young, young, like uh, nine or eight years old. They were like, no, no, mom, this is my favorite song. Let's sit. And then they were, yeah. And then so they, they, they went back and they sat there and the mom was saying, this is like their favorite song. Like it has to play from like start to finish the whole time. Like we can, we can't get out of wherever we are until the song has completed and then you could just see them just so engaged it was like i think at that point 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and they were just sitting there so engaged and just like you could just feel like the love of you know like like you feel the nur all of that just like you know like emanating everywhere 
Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. 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 Jazakallah khair for all of your words. It was so powerful and I think it's going to really provide a lot of healing. And Would you be able to end with a dua to help others continue to find healing? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allah, I ask you that you enable us to be means in your hand for the irradiation of your mercy and allow us to align our hearts with the reality of your messenger Muhammad and through him with the reality of all the Mursaleen and all the awliyas all the anbiya and that we can know you through this rahma of you through this nur of you that you decide to manifest through Rasulullah and make in our hearts that we have the intention to please you and to get closer to you in every single action that we perform. And I ask you as well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for your favor upon this ummah in a way that we come to understand that through anything that you present in front of us through your Qadr, you are intending to take us back to you, Ya Allah. And bless our master, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu ta'ala Bless him with the biggest blessing and may the blessing that you send upon him and the salutation you send upon him become a salutation that drops upon uh, all the messengers, upon all the angels, upon all the, the human beings, upon the awliyas and the mu'minin, the muhsinin, the muslimin. Join us together in this, Ya Allah. And make us aware of, of the unity and the communion that we all have in you, Ya Rab. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam bisiru al-fatiha bismillahirrahmanirrahim.